Welcome and thank you so very much for joining us for today's podcast. I want to express a a heartfelt attitude of gratitude to those of you that have been a part of our Making a Difference Through Mentorship family and for your continued uh, comments, your expressions of how the podcast have been a blessing to you and to those of you that have uh, been led of the Lord for your financial support. Thank you very much. The title of today's podcast is Think Like God Thinks. So God tells us in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The challenging reality of this passage is that our thoughts and our ways, the majority of the time, are not like God's thoughts and God's ways. Although we have been saved by grace, and where would any of us be without God's grace? Yet the reality that we live daily is that our thoughts and our ways are simply not like God's thoughts and ways. Paul tells us in Romans 8, chapter, uh, 8th chapter, verses 5 and 6, in the Passion Translation, those who are motivated by the flesh. The word flesh in this passage denotes the sinful element of our human nature as opposed to the spirit of the living God. To live according to or motivated by the flesh is to live and act sinfully, which is contrary to God's will, which further helps us to understand, although we may want our thoughts to be like God's thoughts and we may want our ways to be more like God's ways because of the sinful nature that abides within us. Many times we do not meet this high standard of holiness that God is calling us to. God being altogether holy, he commands us, be ye holy, for I am holy. Well, how are we going to be holy? By learning to think more like God thinks, so that our ways are going to be more like God's ways. Paul tells us then in Romans 8, 5, and 6 in the Passion Translation, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. A mindset may be defined as our collection of thoughts and beliefs that shape us. How we think, what we feel, and what we do is really who we are. So Proverbs 23 and 7 tells us, as a man or woman thinks, that is who we really are. The King James Version of Romans 8, 6, and 7 declares, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject or submitted to the law of God, neither can it be. The word carnal in this passage is translated that which literally means fleshly or worldly or that which is contrary to God's will. The word enmity carries a meaning of hatred and hostility. The carnal mind is in opposition to the will of God for humanity created in his image and his likeness. Paul continues instructing the church at Rome about the mind and how we as God's people are to think by stating in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans in the Living Bible, verse 2, Paul says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. 
Then you will learn from your own experience how God's ways will really satisfy you. Sometimes you and I simply need a newness, a fresh perspective about life, the same daily routine, the hustle and the bustle. Sometimes we simply need fresh newness in all that we do and think, experiencing, learning to think like God thinks will satisfy will satisfy us in ways that we have not yet imagined. Therefore, God reminds us and declares to us in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 in the New International Version, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Learning to think like God thinks is a lifelong journey. We never graduate from this classroom of learning to think like God thinks. And neither should we want to graduate from this classroom. Because the more we learn to think like God thinks in life and ministry, it will always provide a freshness, a newness day by day as we live in this world. When God touches down on earth, operating in us and through us with actions that are born of his thoughts and his ways, that is a breakthrough from the supernatural to the natural. There's a distinct break between the thoughts and ways of God and us as human beings. He thinks as we cannot think, and he acts in ways that we cannot act. This doesn't mean that we don't ever think like God thinks, but but when we are honest with ourselves, we know that we cannot think like God thinks because as Paul confesses before the entire church in Romans 7, the 18th verse in the New International Version, Paul says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot do it. Verse 19, for what I do is not the good I want to do. No, it's the evil I do not want to do. This is what I keep on doing. Like Paul, all of us that walk with God, that love the Lord, we want to do good, but we discover that when we are honest, we don't always do that which is good or that which pleases God. The prophet Isaiah reminds us in the 64th chapter and the 6th verse in the Living Bible that we are all infected and impure with sin. When we put on our robes of righteousness, we find they are but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we fade, wither, and fall, and our sins, like the wind, sweep us away. Thinking like God thinks, we discover as Paul did, for by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. The grace of God, the gift of God, the mercy of God includes the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 and 5 tells us, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. The Message Bible of Philippians 2 and 5 says, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. The mind, our minds are responsible for the processing of feelings and emotions, which results in our attitudes and actions that are influenced by our thinking. Thinking is the part of the mind that makes the effort to try and figure things out. In our minds, the way that we have learned to think or our efforts to make sense of life's events. Thinking creates ideas through which we define situations, relationships, and problems. The thoughts that pass through our minds are responsible for everything that happens to us in life. For example, feelings are created from thinking or evaluating whether the events of our lives are positive or negative. Our predominant thoughts influence our behavior and attitude and further control our actions and reactions. 
Another way to view this point is that thoughts are like a video that plays on the screen of our minds. To make changes in our lives, we must play a different video, a video that lines up with developing and cultivating the ability to think like God thinks, not only about ourselves, but about others. The devil knows that if he can keep us ignorant concerning developing developing and cultivating the ability to think like God thinks, then we'll continue to depend on our own thinking and feelings based on our own life experiences, which is being manipulated by his lies. Jesus speaking of the devil in John 8 and 44 in the New International Version, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Lying, manipulation, deception is a primary tool that the devil uses against us to deceive and manipulate people to his desires. So he lies and tells us that or tells you that you're not good enough. He lies and tells you that nobody really cares about you. He lies and tells you that you're not pretty enough. He lies and tells you that uh, you're not smart enough. He lies and tells you that you will never accomplish your dreams, and this is as good as it's going to get. He lies and tells you that you're ugly. He, The devil, in an effort to deceive us, manipulate us, and conform us to shape us in accordance with his desire means he lies to us. This is what he did to Adam and Eve in the very beginning. He deceived and manipulated, which is which is the nature of a lie, to separate them from God's will for their lives. And the battle to continue to learn to think like God thinks is a place where the enemy will always seek to lie, manipulate, and deceive us as he did with Adam and Eve. As we continue to learn to think like God thinks, in the classroom of life, of God's classroom, we learn the devil's tactics and strategies, which simply to overcome the devil's lies, deceptions, and manipulation, it is to learn to think more like God thinks. <clears throat> and it's not that we don't ever think like God thinks, but there are occasions when the way that we think, our emotions, the bad and ugly experiences of life seek to separate us, deceive us, manipulate us from thinking more like God thinks. Psychologists tell us that the human experience has three components, our thoughts that influence our emotions and our emotions that further influences our behavior. It's what I think, it's what I feel, it's what I want to do rather than what God wants to do. On the other hand, God's thoughts and ways are governed by his sovereignty and his righteousness and his purposes. So God says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, this is what I want you to tell my people. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The word thoughts, both in Isaiah 55 and Jeremiah 29, in the original Hebrew means imagination, invented, purpose or design. When we learn or as we continue to learn to think like God thinks, God's thoughts will change our lives. How do we think the thoughts of God? It is the practical application of the word of God on and in our lives, which is having the mind of Christ because he has invented, he has purpose, he has designed us to think like he thinks when we allow his mind, the mind of Christ to be in us. The contemporary English translation of Philippians 2 and 5 declares, think the same way that Christ Jesus 
thought. The New Living Translation of Romans 12 and 2 teaches us don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect because God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us an expected end, the end result, the end result of our lives or everything in between because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Your life is writing a story, a chapter each day by the deeds that you do and by the words that you say. People will read what your life writes, whether faithless or true, and what becomes your life story is really up to you. God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us, thoughts of peace and not of evil, but we have to cooperate with his will. And I recall when we used to sing a song, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. Notice the first portion of the song, when I think of the goodness. In other words, the song suggests that we reflect on how good God has been. Purposeful, intentional, reflective thinking is a powerful practical method for shifting our thinking away from the manipulative influence of that which is negative to the positive power of principles and precepts in God's word. A principle is a universal law that's true in any context, situation, environment, or organization, much like the law of gravity. The law of gravity is just as true in New York or Chicago as it is here in Central Texas. And precepts we define as a rule, a guide, a compass, words that we can live by or life lessons. And so when we learn to be purposeful, intentional, uh, and uh, reflective thinking, it turns us from the negative to the positive power of God's principles and precepts in his words. When we think of the term reflection, our first thought may be what one sees when looking into a mirror or body of water. We see our reflection at this point, an image or what we look like or how we appear to others and to ourselves. Reflection can further be defined as the evidence of the character or quality of a thing. Spiritually reflective thinking helps us to continue to learn to think like God thinks, which is rooted in the quality and the evidence of God's character. Naturally reflective thinking helps us and gives us the practical application of what we are reflecting upon. Therefore, Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 15 and 46, in the English Standard Version, it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural and then the spiritual. Created in the image and likeness of God, it is important that we know and understand that we are spiritual beings having a human encounter, but we must also understand the natural. Therefore, naturally and spiritually, when we think like God thinks, we have the potential to become the solution to somebody's problem and the answer to somebody's prayer because the character of God is within us. Reflective thinking includes reflecting on our relationship with others. When Jesus said we are to love our enemies in Matthew chapter 5, he was creating a new standard for relationships. Jesus explained to his followers that they should adhere to the real meaning of God's laws, which is God's or God's thoughts, by loving their enemies as well as their neighbors. 
Well, a very intelligent uh, lawyer, Pharisee, once asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? Jesus then told the parable of the Good Samaritan. Here Jesus taught that his followers must demonstrate love to all kinds of people, regardless of their faith, nationality, ethnicity, or personality. This includes their enemies. That's what Jesus was teaching then, even as he teaches us now. To the extent in John chapter 4, Jesus told his disciples, I've got to go through Samaria. And I can only imagine because his disciples were Jews in their minds, or perhaps the way that they thought, they were thinking that they were thinking of the deep rooted hatred between Jews and Samaritans that had occurred, that had been uh, present for hundreds of years. And so I can imagine that as Jesus said to his disciples, I've got to go through Samaria. I wonder if the disciples even imagined or thought about, do we even like Jews. It has nothing to do with liking somebody, but it has everything to do with loving somebody. So Jesus meets this woman at the well. And when Jesus asks this woman for a drink of water, I can imagine what's going through this Samaritan woman's mind because she knew that Jews and uh, Jews and Samaritans had no dealings with one another because they hated one another. I can imagine her in her mind saying to Jesus, you do understand I'm a Samaritan woman. So what are you asking me for water for? We don't have any dealings with one another. But yet Jesus was not concerned about her nationality or her or her ethnicity. He loved her with the love of God. David says in the New Century version of Psalm 27 and 2, my enemies and those who hate me attack me but they are overwhelmed and defeated. So even as David had experienced hatred in those that attacked him, even as Jesus stepped over the line of, of a racist mindset and attitude in, in uh, John chapter four, Jesus turned that community upside down, turned that woman into the first evangelist and said, where she said, come see a man because Jesus dared to love like God loves, this woman's life was changed. And even as Jesus overcame the racist mindset and attitudes of his day, you and I are to do the same. Even as David said, my enemies and those who hate me attack me, but they are overwhelmed and defeated. Well, how are they overwhelmed and defeated? By the love of God. So the Bible tells us in Jude 21, keep yourself in the love of God. That word keep is a prison term. It's a term of incarceration. It means to lock in, lock down. Your husband can't lock you in the love of God. Your wife can't lock you in the love of God. Your prayer partner can't lock you in the love of God. Your pastor can't lock you in the love of God. No, God says, keep yourself in the love of God. Because when you keep yourself in the love of God, you've got backup. You've got backup. You've got help because when your enemies attack you, those that hate you, they are overwhelmed and defeated because love is your backup. And that's what defeats uh, those that have a mindset of division and schism, those that have a supremacist mindset. Because when nothing else could help, 
It was love that lifted you and me. And it's going to be love that lifts people out of their sins. This is a a reflection of ourselves and the character of God revealing that Jesus is Lord of our lives, testifying to the mindset and practice of thinking like God thinks. So when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me and my soul cries out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. I'm forming a habit from a reflection of a previous experience that I had by walking with God. I'm further solidifying and concretizing a mindset determined to think like God thinks because I'm thinking, reflecting on how good has been, on how good God has been and bad news will not change my mind. It does not matter so much to me what happens in the White House as long as God is in my house. And no matter what the news media reports or social media says about this or that, I'm determined to continue to learn to think more like God thinks. Our determination to think like God thinks helps us to grow and mature continually, both naturally and spiritually. It has been said that the largest room in the world is the room for improvement. And when I acknowledge the fact that I need God to help me to improve the way that I think and to help us to think like God thinks every day is when we experience the reality of John 16 and 13 in the New Living Translation where Jesus declares when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Oh, we must refuse to be shackled by the past because when the spirit of truth comes, he's the one that will guide us into all truth because he already knows the plans that God has for us. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us an expected end or the end result of a life that's lived victoriously in Jesus Christ. When we reflect upon a thought, that is negative, practicing, thinking like God thinks, helps us to change direction from the negative to that which is positive. When a negative, manipulative thought occurs, reflect and T-H-I-N-K. I want to say that one more time. When a negative, manipulative thought occurs, reflect and T-H-I-N-K. T, is it true? If it's not true, if not, reflect and reject. Hit the delete button in your mind and shift to the word of God. H, is it helpful? If not, reflect and reject. Hit the delete button in your mind and turn your mind to the word of God. I, is it inspirational? If it's not inspired by God, if not, reflect and reject. Hit the delete button in your mind and turn to the word of God. In, is it necessary? If not, reflect and reject. Hit the delete button in your mind and turn to think on the word of God. K, is it kind? If not, reflect and reject. Hit the delete button in your mind and turn to the word of God. As you delete the negative thought, Practice shifting your mind to think like God thinks. Thoughts like Psalm 139 and 14. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness. Thoughts like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. 
Thoughts like Mark 11, 23, uh, Mark 11 and 23. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain and there will always be mountains that rise up in our lives. Truly, Jesus is saying, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it shall be done. And we never graduate from God's classroom of learning to think like God thinks. That's why we've got to continue to learn to think like he thinks. And this doesn't mean that we don't ever think like God thinks. But when we are honest with ourselves, we know that we don't always think like God thinks. Learning to think like God thinks is a lifelong journey. And it doesn't matter how many years we have served or walked with the Lord in our various capacities as as pastors or bishops, as evangelists, as deacons, as uh, choir directors, whatever our capacity has been as we've served the Lord 20 years, 30 years, 40 years and beyond, every day of our lives, we are learning to think more like God thinks. And when we do so, we further continue to prove to ourselves that no weapon that's formed against you shall succeed because the enemy wants to cause us to think contrary. He wants us to reflect upon our soul, the seat of our emotions, to think our own thoughts, to do things our own way. But when we continue to learn to think like God thinks, to think on the goodness of Jesus, no weapon that is formed against us shall ever be able to prosper. And this doesn't mean that the weapons won't form because the strategy of the enemy is to send people, pain, pressure, and problems our ways to deceive us, to manipulate us, to distract us, to pull us away from the will of God. These are weapons that are formed against us, but they will not prosper because we continue to practice growing, maturing every day in the will and way of the Lord. And so when we recognize that the devil is defeated and God is exalted in our lives, it is because the process of learning to think like God thinks, or as Philippians 2 and 5 says, think the same way that Christ Jesus thought. As Romans 12 and 2 reminds us in the New Living Translation, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect as we continue to learn to think like God thinks.